In John 14, again, that scripture that we just read. Oh, thank you, Lord. Believe God tonight for revelation knowledge. Um, life of a believer is changed when they are receiving revelation knowledge. There is a speaking of the word that's powerful, but it has to be spoken by the Spirit and it has to be revealed by the Spirit. That's where life changes completely, revelation knowledge. Because the life, the, the, the life of the Spirit becomes a reality to you. You, you, have no two, you have no two lives. You realize, I have one life, and the, the only life I have is in Christ Jesus, nothing else. Then that, that means you think that way. You are going to the supermarket, you think that way. You are looking at a financial need, you think that way. You are in school, you are in college, you think that way. You are dealing with a situation wherever you go, you think that way. That is actual what it is, what, what that means that the kingdom of God is influencing your life, your entire life. And it becomes easy to walk on a daily basis. Sometimes people think like, especially when you hear about, you know, the word of faith people, um, uh, the congregation is so easy to think like, uh, you know, like as a pastor, I don't go through challenges. <laughs> that, that, that's far from it. But, but look at this. The, the difference is, is the challenges will come, but the difference is uh, from what position are you dealing with that challenge? Or are you looking at that challenge? That, that's, that's very important. And look at this then. The second thing comes here so important is you have the revealed word of God to deal with that situation. You may not know it at that moment but the word of God inside of you and because you have known how to lean on God you know this situation is going to turn around you know that um, my wife is a witness you'll be married for seven I think turning in August we are turning it will be our 18th year and, and to she'll tell you it doesn't matter how the situation is, I know, and I can look at it, I know this situation is going to turn around. And I don't have to panic. I don't have to. That's why I go to that, to that uh, 2 Timothy 1.7. And I say, for God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Because any time any situation comes against us, is the first thing is this, is to cause you to fear. If you can take charge of, of fear, it doesn't matter what the situation is. If you can take charge of fear, you are assured victory. Take charge of a fear. And look at this. It's not during the rainy day you tried, or the time of the storm you tried to build. It's because you have been building that. I really do encourage you, especially because of fear. Probably there's never been fear in any generation like our generation. I really do encourage you to go to that 2 Timothy 1.7 and start saying it. And start saying it over and over again. What is happening Faith is coming, for God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I fear no man, I fear no devil, I fear no evil, I fear no death, I fear no cancer, I fear no COVID, I fear nothing. Why? God, you've not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I refuse to fear. That's it. Right there. Remember many times in the scriptures it's recorded when on, 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 on God was dealing with man. Even Jesus walking on this earth. Angels being sent to hearken to the voice of God's word. They will, they will deal with man. And they, many times you hear the first statement is fear not. Why? This is what is going to stop 
The functioning of the kingdom of God as it should. The faith that you have inside of you is going to be stopped by fear. So then you have to stop that fear. You have, you have, you have to remove fear from your mouth. Completely. Don't take that. Don't accept that. Look at this. Fear is a spirit. And therefore, your flesh may, you know, you may feel even like even trembling, but you're, you're rising from within you and you say, no, I fear nothing. I'm telling you, even your, your flesh can feel like, oh, this is too much. I say, I fear nothing. Your flesh will align itself with the word spoken because the word is a supreme authority. That's why you have to cast out fear. And go to scriptures like Luke 10, 19. For you have given me authority because you've given me authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the, the enemy and nothing and nothing and nothing shall by any means hurt me. I refuse to fear. Or oh, there is so much, uh, you know, insecurity around. I refuse to fear. Or oh, there is a kidnapping. I refuse to fear. I shall not be kidnapped. My children shall not be kidnapped. My family members shall not be kidnapped. I have the power. I overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb and by the word of my testimony. And I stand against any of your work, devil, by the blood. You refuse to fear. You refuse to fear. I remember uh, recently, I, I was, was it this Friday or the other Friday? I, I was at night, you know, praying and, 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 and studying and reading the word, actually. And then at some point I could tell there are some commotions, in, I mean, in the spirit, but kind of like it, even trying to creep in the, in the natural. And I say this, I literally say this, devil, do you think I can, I can spend, uh, I, can, I can be here late at night uh, allowing you to interrupt me or for me to focus on you? I don't have time. If I was going to focus on you, I'd, I'd rather go and sleep than be awake to focus on you. In other words, my mind is not going to stay I don't care. Even if you lift up this house up and down, up and down, I will not focus on you. Seriously, I will not focus on you. Even if you, you try to turn it around, I will just stay right in place and I'll focus on the word of God. Why is that so? Come. That's what Jesus told Peter. Come. What was he going to do? Walk on that water. On that word, come. <laughs> Have you ever thought of the storm had nothing to do with him walking on water? Huh? Did the storm stop, could have stopped him from walking on water? Huh? You're not sure? Okay, if you thought storms could have stopped him from walking on water, then can we take you to the swimming pool so that you can walk across? <laughs> There's no storm on the swimming pool. So if we took you to the swimming pool, you'll walk on water. Yes, yeah, so. So it, doesn't, does not, it had nothing to do with the storm. It was the command that had been given and the living word of God spoken by Jesus come. And that's what he was going, he was walking on. But when he doubted that word and started focusing on the, the works of the devil, so to speak, or the natural, observing the natural, then he could not move forward. Listen, listen to this. Effective witness in prayer comes in when you have focus. And it's not only in prayer. It's in just generally life. Because the enemy comes to, to, to distract. To distract. If every time you're distracted by your phone throughout the day, at night, and early in the morning, then you're, you're distracted. You can't hear the Holy Spirit. Hmm? When was it? Was it, I think, last Wednesday I was driving, coming for prayer. And I, I, I said, oh, last Wednesday, I'm not sure. The day I was coming here, and I, I think it was last Wednesday, I asked, did I carry my phone? I, when I, I drove off, I thought, hmm, did I, leave? I must have left my phone. So um, I thought, I don't care. 
I'm not going back to pick up my phone. It's not my life. My life is in me. That's the whole. Let's go to some scriptures here. You'll flow, okay? Praise God. We're believing God for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So we'll flow tonight. Uh, let's go to, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. And I want to go to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews 12. Let's start from verse 1, the Passion Translation. He says, as for us, we have all these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. Now, if you go to Hebrews chapter 11, it's talking about uh, uh, faith, by faith, it's by faith. So we have all these witnesses, great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So they cheer us up. Come on, go on people. Do it by faith. Defeat Corona. Don't fear Corona. <laughs> Mask is not your, your refuge. Praise God. <laughs> it's a government requirement, but it's not your refuge. <laughs> so we must let's let go of every wound that has pierced us. Just think about this. Let me give you. Just a little bit of this. Think about this if, uh, if the government didn't enforce about wearing masks and you left the house and you forgot the mask. Will you go back and they are not anywhere to buy? <laughs> no, I won't go back there. Okay. I was just asking a question. <laughs> I refuse to fear. Praise God. God is my refuge. Look at this. So look at this. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us. Now, the, the, the Passion Translation uses wound. And I, and I really want to, to encourage you in this. I know so much is not talking in this context. But I can, I can bring in a point over here. Make sure, as an individual, you don't walk, uh, uh, you don't live a wounded life. That's very important. And the way to do it first is to forgive. That's very important. You, you can't. Mm. You can't be effective if you are living a wounded life. And I'm going to use another word here. Actually, Wounded uh, to, to continue uh, nursing your wound is to be selfish. I know that's strong, but that's the truth. You are being selfish because you are paying attention to the wound. And if you are going to think in these terms, I say this is not talking that context, but I, I mentioned that word wound, and I'll have to say something here. And, and if you think about that then, wound, remember, he took your infirmities. He was wounded for our transgressions. By whose stripes you are healed. So you have to think in these terms like the children of Israel. When they were be be beaten by snakes in the wilderness. And Moses was told by God, I want you to lift up that bronze serpent. And the Bible says everyone who looked at that serpent, who had been beaten... They were healed. They didn't die. But you know, it took an effort to do that. The Bible talks about them being fiery serpents. Have you ever been bitten by a wasp? Huh? A bee is even better. Wasp. In fact, in dry places, a wasp. Those a bit tiny ones. This thing. Now, those serpents, you can tell how demonic they were. But they were supposed to remove their eyes from the pain that they were experiencing to the, the prophetically to the one who was coming to take away their pain. And that's how it happens then with Jesus. For you and I are then our wounds to live a wounded life and reciting it over 
and over again how you have been wounded. This is what it means. Have you been wounded? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. But is there anyone, is there a person who took away all those wounds and all those things that you are going through? Yes, there is. So to focus on that for all the years and for a long time is being selfish. It's being self-centered. And that's your defeat. You will not be strong enough to deal with the spirit realm. Let me show you something, an example of a predator. A predator, when you, when you, I saw the other day watching a video, I don't know if you're with me. Oh my goodness. There was a, a crocodile, a, a wildebeest, that entered enter into a river. And there was a crocodile, a crocodile got its mouth right over there, you know, the, yeah, just upper the hoof, upper, upper, upper side of the hoof, and got the, the mouth right there of that crocodile, and that wildebeest. That wildebeest moved and struggled and struggled and struggled. And then finally, hippo, some hippos were there and started causing stars, you know, uh, star, starring the waters and all that. They hate, they hate crocodiles. If you have no, if you ever watch hippos, they hate crocodiles. They come and, you know, they are big. If they cause that problem, crocodile has to move away. <laughs> then that wildebeest came out of that water. But, but this part, just upper side from where the hoof maybe pro- probably ends there, maybe about two inches or so, it was completely broken, so it was just going there. That's an easy prey for another predator. Can't run now. That's what a wounded life does. An easy prey, easily offended. Easily offended. Easily offended. A little bit say they're offended. If you laugh much, they're offended. If you keep quiet, they're offended. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. But, but, but the easily offended, so become an easy prey uh, in, in, in walking in life. And people who are wounded wound others. They do wound others. But when you turn your eyes from that and start focusing on what God has done for you, hey, it may not be easy. Do you know why? Because it's a way of thinking that has been accepted as the truth. Actually, it's a lie that has been accepted as the truth. But when you turn your mind and start thinking of, about the word of God, you start realizing the healing power is flowing inside of you. Initially, it may be like, but do you know what they did to me? But do you know what they did to me? And there may be those thoughts over and over again. Yes, but do you know what he did for me? Yes, but do you know he did for me? He paid the price for me. And you have to renew your mind over and over again so that you don't accept those wounds as your identity. Instead, you accept your identity in Christ. We're talking still about prayer. We're still talking about prayer. Because I do believe that the reason we come for a prayer meeting and the reason that we pray is because we want to be effective and we want our prayers answered. And they really, the answer to, walk, uh, to be delivered from every kind of wound is to walk in love. Just that. Forgive people. Walk in love. Go to that 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8 from the Amplified Bible classic and keep saying it. I'm patient and kind. So we must let's, let go off of every wound that has pierced us. And the sin we so easily fall into. <laughs> Remember I had people say that I knew I was going to be in trouble. I gossiped. <laughs> then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination. For the path has been already marked out before us. You can't win. You and I cannot win if you are, we are carrying a heavy load. We can't. And think about wounds like that. Think about offense like that. 
Think about whatever it is, sin. Think about that like that, uh, of, of wounds like that. We can't. And then I'm going to bring part two when I was talking about focus. So we look away from the natural realm. I like that. We look away from the natural realm. Why is that? That's now faith. I, I did this. Let me see if you, you'll be able to, to, to perceive what I'm saying or what I'm about to say. Uh, we have natural eyes, is that so? You know that. But we have also spiritual eyes. Therefore, the Bible says we walk not by sight, but we walk by faith. In, in, in other words, we don't walk by this natural sight. The way things are. We don't look at them the way they are. It says, uh, uh, look away from the natural realm. But look at this. That's not it. Like I spoke some weeks ago, we still have spiritual eyes that we are, we are, we are supposed to activate so that we can see with those spiritual eyes. I may not see in the natural. I mean, I may, no, not I may not see. I'm seeing in the natural. I look away from this and I focus on the spirit realm. And the way to see that is through the word. I had recently the Lord impressing these thoughts in my heart and, and, and say this. Uh, my, my people are afraid of the supernatural realm. They're afraid of the supernatural realm. Personal, I think this way. Can I provoke some thoughts? This is what I think. This is what I think. God says in his word, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mass and find grace to help in time of need. Now his throne is not on earth. So that means then I can enter into his presence. Blindly? No. Knowing he's given me a pattern. He's shown me how it looks in that throne room. So I'll start going to, to, to Revelation chapter 4, and I want to look at that throne room, how it is. The John, the book, in the book of Revelation says, or how it is, that, that, that the, the, the throne of God, and, and, and see the, the, the rainbow behind, and we see him seated on the throne, and we, you, we see, we hear the noise, noise, and the lightnings, and the thunderings, and we see a clear glass like of sapphire, and, and uh, like um, crystal, crystal, uh, clear, and you see those creatures, one face like of a man, one face of a, of a, of a, of a calf, one face of a lion, and one of a flying eagle, and you see the 24 thrones, uh, and the 24 elders, and the crown of their heads, and with a, with a, with a crown to, to their feet, to their feet, white girls. And the beauty, and the splendor, and there's no darkness there. I've asked the Lord several, I've, I've told the Lord, Lord, you didn't write this just to me for me to read and think of, that's it. No, you read, you read, you wrote this for me so that I can see the, I can have the image and I, I can walk in. And stay there. And hear your thoughts regarding issues. And sometimes you can enter in there until you, yeah, I, I, I remember. And several times I remember that going, uh, thoughts coming to my mind like, uh, you are doing it too much. I say, you, you're doing too much. No, I'm not doing too much. It's here, the Bible. It's clear, that's what I'm supposed to. Where is the throne? It's not on earth. So look, look at this. I, I was telling the staff yesterday, when you enter into such a place by the Spirit of God, because of the word that is alive, the thoughts of God are magnified within you. You can hear clear. Why is that so? You have looked away from the natural. The natural is blinding. The natural is captivating. The natural is competing with the reality of the spirit realm, which is our realm of reality. 
when you enter in and you take some time there and you take quite some time and focus on the word of God, you realize your, your thoughts also are focused. And what do they think about? The word. Because the only the way to communicate with the Father is through his word. And one one all one, one things that can come out of him, you're just praying in the Holy Ghost. And thoughts are coming up. And thoughts are coming up. And, and if you pay attention, you'll hear him say something. And sometimes you can go, you can go, yeah, you, you can even ask, yeah, I see that, Lord. I see that. I see that. I see that. Go hot a bit. Just right there. You forget about Kaplot. <laughs> you see your mansion. <laughs> you see your mansion in the air and say, whoa, man. God, God, if you can prepare a mansion for me this much in heaven, this is what you said. Be it on earth as it is in heaven. Praise God. You've changed my neighborhood. <laughs> Hallelujah. On our home, debt free. Why are you seeing from a, a different dimension? Why would Jesus say this? Do not worry about what you eat, what you drink. You can't, look, look at this. You can't pray effective prayers. You can't pray effective prayers with worry. Fear, worry, being wounded. All those things go contrary to what your faith says. So you can't be effective. You can't be effective in your prayer time if that is all what is circulating you. Look at this. I've known this for, for, for fact and, and acting on it over and over and over again. Can I challenge you with some thoughts here? If you are praying, and you are praying, let's say like praying in the Holy Ghost. Much of my time is praying in the Holy Ghost. And you say, I'm going to pray. Fine. And you start praying. And you're praying. And your mind is still in the natural. Your mind is still in the education that you haven't completed. Your mind is still in the bills that you haven't paid. Your mind is still in that so-and-so who did this against you and on and on. Your mind is still in, I don't have enough money in the account. You're still in the natural realm. You're looking at it. What do you do? Um, sometimes you can do this. You look at the word of God and say this, devil, I'm not going to worry regarding this. For, and you go like to Matthew 6, 6, and you start speaking that word concerning worry. And you take, if it's a fear concerning a fear concerning a situation, you start going back to that second Timothy 1, 7. At the same time, you confess it and you're praying in tongues. And you go back and start again praying in tongues. And you're praying in tongues. And you're praying in tongues. Listen. If you stay long enough, you realize that grip of having your mind so naturally focused, let, let, it lets you go. Is that English? Uh, and, and then you start realizing, wow, wow. You hear, you hear scriptures coming up in your heart. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Oh, yeah, Lord. Inglorious to Bokosta Kastia Barakatistiki. Concerning that forgive. Yeah, Father, I forgive. I forgive. And then now you start realizing that presence of God is coming over there. Now you have crossed a line. You're no longer in the natural functioning. You're in the spirit realm. And I'm telling you, you take long time enough there. The spirit of intercession comes upon you. And it's no longer about you. It's about others. You start realizing you're praying for people. You're praying for the nation. And listen, it's not even your head. It's your spirit. Your spirit. And can I tell you something? Your tongues become so sweet. Probably before then they were no, the Holy Ghost doesn't do that. You understand? The Holy Ghost is any language, even if it's ah, down, down. It's, it's, if we, it's been done in the Holy Ghost, it's, it's the supernatural power of God. 
But look at this. Oh, I've gone to that place and you realize tongues are wonderful. You hear that. You think like, God, God. Oh, inga doya. Lolo stebeke dikia dabaro stekesteke. I'm, I'm telling you, you lose uh, time. You know, the, the, the thinking of time as you know it. You realize, it's been one and a half hours. I didn't even know it's one and a half hours. I couldn't even tell, it's two hours. When you come out there, it's like you being in a, you are being in a dry place you've taken wonderful water. Your thirst is quenched. You get a phone call, you know, you, you remember that you haven't paid such and such. Said, no, I know that. That's fine. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember the year 2001. I, I did similar thing over the weekend because the Lord had told me to go to the Bible school and here we came uh, I'm about to finish the Bible school and I haven't paid fees. Can you imagine if you are paying, you're supposed to pay, I think we're supposed to pay 110,000. I was calculating actually it's equivalent to a million now. Bible school fees for nine months. I was calculating recently. I have those things written and all that. I have those papers, you know, to remind you that you haven't, you haven't paid, finished your Bible school fees. So, if you're, you're supposed to pay 105000 and that was 19, uh, in the year 2000 and 2001, that was much money. And, and then, uh, and, and that was much money for me. It depends on you, where you are. Did you have any money you were in school? Uh, okay. <laughs> you aren't even born. <laughs> so, so that was much money then. 110000 I mean, that was... Much money. And much money uh, thinking that I was living in a slum. And I couldn't even, getting a hundred shillings was just a breakthrough. And the Lord told me to go to the Bible school. But then one weekend, I think I was supposed to, have, to pay 92,000 was remaining. All those months, I'd paid only 12,000. Know, and, and, and I told them, the Lord told me to come to the Bible school. You know, when you tell, you've told people, God told me to come to the Bible school. Praise God. Because he's told me, he's given me the vision, he'll provide. You know, vision and provision. And here is nine, seven months later, vision, vision, yes, what is the provision? <laughs> I went into prayer, and, and, I, and I remember that weekend, I, I told the Lord, Lord, I know the problem is not you. You spoke to me clearly to go to the Bible school. And uh, I know it's not your problem. It's not your part, it's my part. Please forgive me for not paying attention to your, to your voice as I should for, for me to hear you concerning my Bible school fees. And so, so he, gave me a, he gave me an instruction, told me, write to the, to the institution, uh, you know, write your, your letter to the dean of the Bible school and, and, and explaining, to, explaining to them your asking for forgiveness and for the mercy because you you have delayed being up to date in your payments as you had agreed. And I did that. And I said, uh, and I, I've read to you that letter, and I said, I said, and I'm, please, um, uh, I'm available to have any meeting with you to, exp you know, if you need me to meet with you. But I am keen, this is it's exact, one day I'll bring it and read it to you. I tell you living things. I'm keen on the instruction of the Holy Spirit concerning this issue because he told me to come to the Bible school. I gave it on a Monday. And the Lord has spoken to me that, Saturday, that, that, that weekend. I remember, uh, you know, during the break, a certain brother was a friend of mine that Bible school said, so tell me, have you paid your Bible school fees yet? I said, no, 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 but the Lord spoke to me this weekend, not one. You see, I'd come from a certain realm of the reality. I had known that has already been taken care of. And it was, uh, I think that was end of June or beginning of July. And by the end of July, first week of August, I think first week of August, all of it was paid by someone. All of it. 
And to see how supernatural mine was, we were 16 of us in the class. Until today, I have some certificate, diploma certificates of people who've never completed their payments. So mine was supernatural. What, what was my point? When you enter into that realm of the spirit, you've taken time in prayer when you leave that place. You haven't left. You still have to have a mindset. The Lord spoke to me uh, some, some months ago, I think last year, that to, to walk, to stay, to dwell in my presence is a mindset. It's a mindset. You have to have that mindset of God's presence. So look at this. When you leave that presence, the, you entered in, you had these weights, you had these wounds, you had all, all this, that thing that was boggling your mind. And then you leave that place after spending truth, true prayer from in his presence. You leave his presence there. You've come out of that prayer time and you realize, wow, I fear nothing. I fear nothing. God has met my knees. Those are, those are prayers answered. Listen. You will know in your heart if you're being in the presence of God, you will know that issue has already been taken care of before it manifests. If you don't know yet, go to the world and stay in the world long enough until you have that knowing inside of you. That's done. That's done. Are you getting anything out of this? Look at verse 2. We look away from the natural realm and we focus our attention, and I like the other word there, expectation, which, which he says this implies, this implies, this, this word in Aramaic means this, it implies a gaze upon Jesus full of expectation that he is enough. I like that. I thought you were going to go, But that's when you pulled up your mask again and you frowned. <laughs> Listen to this. We look away from the natural realm and we focus our attention and expectation. This word implies that, implies a gaze upon Jesus full of expectations that he is enough. Is all I need. This whole thing is set because I can see it's done. Full expectation on him. Unto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. His example is this. Because his heart was focused on the joy. Come on now. Of knowing that you would be his. <laughs> He endured the agony of the cross and conquered his humiliation and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. What is he do? What, he do? what is he doing? Look at this. With the eyes of faith, they are not limited to the natural. You are able to see. You are able to see what God has in store for you. Let, let, go back there to Hebrews 11, the same scripture there, I mean same book. Uh, talking about Abraham, listen to verse 10. It says this, the Passion Translation. It says his eyes of faith. Say, I have eyes of faith. So that's important in prayer. His eyes of, of faith were set on the city. Uh, and, and then I like the way the, the Passion Translation says this. He was continually receiving the city. <laughs> oh, oh, heaven is in my heart. Continually receiving the city. His eyes of faith were set on the city with unshakable Foundations, whose architect, oh, and builder is God Himself. 
There is no greater architect like him and a builder like God. He's, he's the builder. He's the architect and the builder of that city. And, and, and then he says this, Sarah's faith embraced God's miracle power to conceive even though she was barren and was past the age of childbearing for the authority of her faith rested in the one who made the promise and she tapped into his faithfulness. That's what you have to think in terms of the, God is faithful. He's not, ta- he's not bound by time. The devil is bound by time. God is not bound by time. And look at this in verse. Uh, look at verse 13. These heroes all died still clinging to their faith. Not even receiving all that had been promised them. But they saw. Oh, you ready to shout? You're ready to jump on that seat and that, that mask will be hanging on the ceiling right there. <laughs> These heroes all died, still clinging to their faith. Not even receiving all that had been promised them, but they saw beyond the horizon the fulfillment of their promises and gladly embraced from it from afar. They saw beyond the horizon. They are, they are, the natural eyes were not the ones which were dictating their lives. They saw with their spiritual eyes. They saw with their eyes of faith. They embraced the promises. They rejoiced that they had it. That kind of a, a confidence that I'm not moved by what I see. I'm moved by the word of God. They all live their lives on earth as those belong to another realm. I like that. They, they were like nomads on earth. They live, be, belong to another realm. That people wouldn't even understand them. Hey, there's never been rain on earth. And then you start telling people that it's going to rain. And all of all the earth will be destroyed. All every creation here, creeping things and all human beings will be destroyed by the waters. So what do you mean by that? That's exactly what it means. And it is known historically, it took about 120 years to build that ark. How long have you waited? Hmm? Anyone who's 129 years here? How long have you waited? So look at this. The, the promises are there. The fulfillment of the promises. It takes us just believing what God says in his word. Let's go to a few scriptures, then we, 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 I go a certain direction to pray. Let's go to Second um, Corinthians chapter 5. Let's start from verse 1. Let me see if I can read that one also in the Passion. I don't remember ever reading it from the Passion Translation, but let's see how it goes. I think I did. Listen to this. We are convinced. Praise God. That's con- you're convinced. That is a hope you have. That even if these bodies you live in are folded up at death like tents, Huh? We will still have a gold built home. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Yeah? I mean, I mean, death to a believer is wonderful. It's those ones who remain here, you know, that they are weeping. And if I was able to, when I come to my time, I'm through, and I go, I go. And, and then uh, people, I, I see people weeping. I'm already out of the body. I say, please, shh, don't, don't, shh, everyone, shh. I'm okay. Shoo, gone. <laughs> glorious. It's glorious. It's people, people actually think like they're weeping for someone who's gone. It's for them. It's for them. 
They don't know. Yeah, people, they, they are weeping for, they think, like, oh, he's gone, oh. Now the person is gone the other side. Oh, man, you don't think about the natural. If, even if they are folded, apply at death like tents, we will still have a God-built home that no human hands have built, which will last forever in the heavenly realm. We inwardly sigh as we live in these physical tents, longing to put on a new body for our life in heaven. I look forward to that. In the belief that once we put on our new clothing, we won't find ourselves naked. So while still living in this tent, this is the body, we groan and it's barren, not because we want to die, but because we want these new bodies. Anyone who felt like, oh my. Anyone who's, if, if you've really walked by faith and strive to walk by faith no matter what, You'll feel sometimes, body, please, let's do something for God. Hmm? You've ever set a clock to, uh, you know, alarm clock to wake up at three? And then when three reaches, what the body does? Hmm? You feel like you slept at 10, but you feel like when three reaches, it's like you had just slept. It was 10.30. And the night before, I'm waking up early. 3 a.m., hungry, divorced, take a star. And until, until, until you wake up that morning, 3 a.m. comes, and you are, you're just, oh. <laughs> Have you ever felt like self telling the body, oh, please, let's do some work. Let's do some work. I have. It, it, I, I get amazed every day. Every many days, many mornings, that when I come out of bed, I, I mean, if before then, I, I remember like this morning, uh, set the alarm time, alarm clock to walk, w- wake up, and I, when it came that time, I felt like I needed to stay there. And you know, the cold has not made it better. Mm-hmm. The blanket becomes so nice that morning. And I thought, man, I need to wake up. Throw away that blanket and, and stood up, you know, wash my face. And then I, I, I walked, I went to my study and started, you know, meditating and reading the scriptures and all that. I felt good. And I was ready. And after that, I walked out, I went and, and jogged. I think at 8 o'clock, I was thinking like, I could have still been lying on bed. How many things have I done since then? (laughs) Even jogged. When the body didn't feel like. You're all looking at me as if you woke up at 10. Look at this. We crave for all that. This is powerful. We crave for all that is mortal to be swallowed up by eternal life. And this is no empty hope. For God himself is the one who's prepared us for this wonderful destiny. And to confirm this promise, he has given us who? The Holy Spirit like an engagement ring as a guarantee. Ah, every time praying in the Holy Ghost, you think about this. I have an engagement ring. Ah, look at this. An engagement ring, I already have it. I'm praying. This is a guarantee. This is the hope of my calling. That's why we are always full of courage. Even while we are at home in the body, we are homesick. I'm not going to take that sickness, you understand? <laughs> but I'm craving for home, but I'm not sick. To be with the master. For we live by faith. Not, let's say it together. For we live by not by what we see with our eyes. Not what we see with our eyes. We live with a joyful confidence, yet at the same time we take delight in the thought of leaving our bodies behind to be a home, at home with the Lord. So whether we live or die, we make it our life's passion to live our lives pleasing to Him. 
Let's go to Colossians 3, 1 quickly. I'm going to read it also from that same version. Woo! You ready for that? Hindred. Listen to this. Christ's resurrection. Come on. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. Say, Christ's resurrection is my resurrection too. That's identity. That's identity. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above. For that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. That's what it's called, the distractions of the natural realm. You focus away, from, you look away from the natural realm and you focus on the realities of the world. That's effectiveness in prayer. And then uh, your, cru your crucifixion with Christ has now severed the tie to this life. Woo-hoo-hoo! That, those are good news. That, that's good news. It's that your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life. And now your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. As, and as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, you who really are will also be revealed. For you are now one with him in his glory. You can ask your neighbor, what's your problem? It's been solved now. You have no any. <laughs> you have no problem now. Praise God. Do, do, do you see then you can pray from a place of, of, of faith? Finally, brethren and sisters. Let's go to all that. Let's go to uh, Ephesians. See, pray tonight. Remember what we started last week talking about you look in. You focus in, not out here. That's all what I was taking to uh, just tonight is uh, focus on the life within you. Not the natural realm, focus on the life within you. Listen, you focus on the life within you this natural realm, things will work out for you. They will. You focus on the, the, the one who lives in you, the eternal life inside of you. You focus on their helper, the Holy Spirit. The life, out, things out in the natural, they'll work out for you. Why? You've entered into the realm of the reality. So look at this thing. This for me, these scriptures here is an answer to every problem. I like again, I was thinking about that, this Irim again of your testimony, what you say that you're praying. It's in the Amplified Classic version. Well, let, let's look at, no, not Africa, uh, Amplified African, Amplified Classic, but Amplified, just to Amplify. I was thinking about that, you say, the way you, you're praying, that you pray for, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of God, that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may concern, oh yeah, concerning the ha la 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 la. <laughs> the eyes of your spirit, the eyes of your heart being enlightened, that you may know, no. Yeah, concerning, yeah. No, let me see over here. Come on. All right, let me, uh, there, there's a way you say this, the way you read to say, you say, that the God of our Lord, okay, that you may receive, yeah, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him concerning your shoulder. You see, the spirit of wisdom and knowledge of him uh, concerning what is your issue tonight. So that is the key. That is the key right there. Because look at this. All the scriptures that we have read, they're, they're showing us what? It's already been done. So what do I need? I need to see. I need to understand. I need to perceive. I need to know by revelation what is it that I need to do. 
to go out to the other side. Alas, master, we are surrounded. Oh, fear not, for they that are with us are more than they that are with them. What does the natural say? One, two. One, two. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> one, two. One, two. Maybe the prophet kept seeing, hearing one, two. One, two. Two, one. One, two. And then say, Lord, help him. Help him. Open his eyes. Look at this. His, his victory, his assurance, his confidence was in the opening of the eyes. When he saw, that was it. So look at this. Can you think about this? Whatever you are dealing with is just those eyes open. Those eyes open. It's not God. The limitation is this. God, and look at this. The willingness of God to open your eyes. If you believe him. Through what? Through the word. How do you see? You see through the word. Okay, time really went so fast. Let's go to Ephesians then chapter 1. I'm reading from the Amplified. Pay attention to those words like as if you've never read them. Okay? Pay attention to them. Uh, I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation. That gives you a deep and personal and intimate sight. A deep and personal and intimate sight. Into the true knowledge of him. This is not about him. Into the true knowledge of him. You finally can see something that you couldn't see before. Oh, wow, the revelation of God is good to me. Removes every care. And look at this then. It says this, for we know the Father through the Son. And I pray that, this is, this is his prayer now, and I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being may be enlightened. The eyes of your heart. Why is that so? That you don't focus on the natural. As the scriptures that we have looked at, that you don't focus on the natural, but you start focusing more on the reality of the spirit realm. These eyes are so important for them to be enlightened, to be opened. And then it says this, may, may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit. You remember what I was speaking about? You can't talk about seeing without light. Now, now flooded with light. Flooded with light by the Holy Spirit. That which had been dim, that which had been dark, all of a sudden you have light. So think of it, you've never been in this room and, and maybe there's a, a box over here, over here, and it's dark over here, dark, a box over here, right in here, under here, cables and all that. And they've put their five million dollars in there. And they're told it's all of it right there, but it's dark in here. You're knocking the keyboards and all that, and, and all over. Say, ah, who's this now? And it's all that. And then finally, you come over here, and supernaturally, your eyes are open. It's dark over there, but supernaturally, there's a knowing. This, are the, this is what it is. And finally, you pick up the $5 million. And maybe you haven't paid the rent for 20000 Can you try to equal? <laughs> <laughs> You tell the London, just to let you know, I'll be moving. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're dealing with the agent, say, <laughs> to where? You know, he's laughing. This guy has not been paid rent on time. <laughs> where is he moving to? <laughs> to my own home. How much do you have? You have about 500 something. Uh, plus million shillings. You're moving. 
If you are going to Bahamas, make sure you send a uh, tithe, yeah? Before you take your flight. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> Tell us before you go to the Bahamas. But flooded with light by the Holy Spirit so that you'll know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation, and it goes on and on and on. And I want us to pray tonight for the believing God, for the supernatural opening of your eyes. You receive anything tonight? Did it stir up your faith to pray? So what are you going to pray? I'm going to focus on this. That's what I'm going to minister on Sunday. Uh, do you remember called to serve? We're going to focus on that book of Ephesians. And I want us to pray. I want you to pray for yourself. as You pray in the Holy Ghost, focusing on the Lord, and to see if you come to a certain place in these few minutes that you have, you start realizing you're enlarging and you start praying for others. You will know that inside of you when that turn is come. But I want us to pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Let's stand up on your feet, please. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Glory to God. Ha, ha, ha. Stay bro, stay up. Father, we do thank you and praise you tonight. Just lift your hands, please. Thank you for your must and your grace, Lord, and helping us. And the reality of us showing us that how we need to turn away from looking at natural eyes into the reality of the Spirit. And tonight, Father, we ask you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation that gives us a deep and personal, intimate insight. I'm asking you for that insight upon each and every person tonight. Insight, intimate insight into the true knowledge of him. Oh, I like that. Into the true knowledge of him. Maybe it may not be like a shoulder that day what he was dealing with, but the true knowledge of him concerning your situation. The true knowledge of him concerning what you are dealing with tonight. And Father, thank you for through the, your son Jesus Christ we know you. And now we pray, Father, the eyes of our hearts tonight be the very core and uh, sent and core of our being may be enlightened, flooded with light. Night, Father. Thank you for these moments. Thank you for the Holy Spirit of God helping us. And thank you for the utterance of heaven. Go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. I want you to still stay in that place of prayer. Glory to your name, Father. Glory to your name, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you for your glory, Lord. That you are revealing it to your people in this time and in this hour. For your glory shall be known by your people. Your glory shall be experienced by your people. Oh, And feeling, feeling these temples, feeling these tents with your glory, Father. With your glory. That's healing right there. Feeling these temples with your glory. And the wounds and the heart and all that have kept you away from his presence. Father, by the authority of your word, by the authority that is in the name of Jesus, I speak to every demonic spirit behind those wounds. Be behind that lie of, of selfishness and wounds and depression concerning their past. I break your power now. Now! In the name of Jesus. Father, by the authority of your word, 
Thank you for your glory filling that life. The revelation of the love of God. The revelation of the love of God flooding your mind and your heart. The revelation concerning the call of God in your life flooding your mind and your heart. The eyes of your heart, the core of your existence flooded with light. Thank you, Lord. I take authority over that addiction. I break your power now in the name of Jesus. Off her, off her, and off him in the name of Jesus right now. Get a brass to the kester. Let's go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost a little bit more. Kester, rush there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For that, there's, there's a deliverance for um, a lady you've had painful menses. You're being healed from that right now. You're being delivered from that, and that has caused back pain and all what comes with it. I take authority in the name of Jesus. And I break that affliction off her now in the name of Jesus and be healed. Be healed. No more and it shall not recur. And I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. You sent your word and healed us and delivered us from all our distractions. And I thank you, Lord. Yeah, thank you, Father. I command those ulcers to dry right now in the name of Jesus and no more. Be healed from that issue that you've had with your God. I, I, I command that healing right now to flow. To flow and be healed from that. Be delivered from that in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, thank you. Let's thank him now. Let's thank him now for his faithfulness. Let's thank him now. Just lift your voice and thank him. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Every kind of pain go now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, we honor you for all what you've done this evening. Thank you for the utterance of your spirit, your power in this place, and your presence in this place, Father. The manifestation of the kingdom of God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. We worship you. We worship you. I bless your people in the name of Jesus. I speak the blessing of God upon you. Calmness, peace. I, I, I command insomnia to leave you right now in the name of Jesus. There's someone you've had issues with sleeping. I break that power of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Now you'll start experiencing good sleep. And I thank you, Father, for healing your people from wounds of every kind. To raise them up as prayer vessels to stand in the kingdom of God.